love you guys so very much. On three, one, two, three. I love you guys very much. Welcome into Box Office Quarterbacks. Uh, very excited to talk about this episode today with my good friend Gerald. Ted Lasso has come to a close after three seasons on Apple TV Plus, probably Apple's most popular show of all time, and one of the uh, most popular shows in the last three to four years. I love this finale. I thought it was perfect. I've been uh, listening to that final song all day long. Gerald, uh, give me your initial reactions to uh, everything we saw in that hour and 15 minutes. First, I think like we just need to start off with talking about how television and is an art, right? And at the end of the day, art is meant to change people or make them see things differently. Um, it can be seen from different directions, um, different angles. Um, it can be interpreted in multiple different ways, inferred, implied, like all those different things. It is like TV is still an art, and that may get lost in the marbles of the world, in the Star Wars of the world, and in the world of like just Hollywood at this time. But to me, Ted Lasso proves that TV is still an art, and this season three wrapped up a show that in in. 45 minute to an hour time span can kick you off with a laugh, take you into worry, into crying, back into laughing, back into worry, back into anticipation and fear, and right back into crying and then back into laughing about three more times to wrap up every show. It is at its core a comedy, but to me, the way I inferred it at its core is a tale of how people deal with their own mental illnesses. Yeah. Um, with Ted from anxiety and depression and panic attacks to Brendan, um, Brendan Hunt's character coach, um, just <clears throat> a guy who deals with ignoring his mental illnesses by just having fun with stuff and getting deep into other things, really. Um, to Brett Goldstein's character, Roy Kent, who for so long just embraced his persona people wanted them to have that he truly didn't know who he was. So season three might be one of the best episodes, not just of sports television shows, but of TV shows ever to me, because it really wraps up a show that just embraces not just character growth, but growth in people. Because I yeah. think... We all can see ourselves in different characters in this show. We definitely can. And for someone who has battled anxiety themselves and had panic attacks, like this show portrayed it so well. And it was the most relatable version of what I've experienced in real life on screen. Just how Ted initially is kind of conflicted with how he's feeling. And then he goes and talks to a therapist like it, you know, I can see myself in Ted. I can see myself in Roy Kent a little bit, just how, um, how blunt he can be and just kind of keeping feelings in at some points. Like you said, Gerald, there are just so many different aspects to all these characters that are so relatable to everybody. And that's what I think is going to be 
the legacy of this show is this is a show that really set out to you know tell you that it's okay to talk about your feelings it's okay to lean on your friends on your family to get through a tough time and just to get through every single day and that's that's what i love most about ted lasso yeah and then like ted lasso was the main character and what i love the most about him was the last thing he wrote to um and excuse me for blinking on his name the uh their author author arthur trent Krim. but like um because the show the, the book was called the lasso way and in a show called Ted Lasso, where a book was written about him with his last name in the title of the book, his one edit for the entire book was call us something else. It was never about me. And I think that speaks volumes, not just of Ted Lasso's person, but also of the writers and the, every actor and actress on the show, because at not one point did this feel like a show about one man. I am someone who I felt like I connected more with Ted Lasso himself on a personal level, but um, I never felt like he was the main, main character. And it wasn't something I complained about. We got plenty of content from him. We got his full character arc, his full development. We got everything we needed of Ted Lasso and more. But we also got plenty of Keeley, who was a fantastic character. Plenty of Roy Kent and Jamie Tart. We got plenty of everybody on the team. Um, there were some characters that at the end, and I love the meta jokes they made about like Colin Hughes, when Roy Kent says, uh, what was it, in episode seven, I love him. He's a great player, a great person. I feel like we don't use him enough. Absolutely. What did they do from then on out? They used him a little more in the show. And I love that we got to see more of that. Barbara, even Keeley's um, co-worker, was a great character. She was a side character for sure, but like, she felt more like a side character than, say, Akili might be portrayed, or an Edwin even, or a Sam Obasanya. Sam, there were times where he felt like a main character, and that was great. And it and it didn't feel forced, you know, because a lot of TV shows when you get stuff like this, and sorry for you for just going on a freaking tyrant all the damn time, but a lot of TV shows you get shit like this, like The Walking Dead, right? Rick was always the main character. Glenn was really good at being a major side character. But then they would always try to get you to really care about another side character that nobody gave a shit about, right? Um, none of the side characters in this were really side characters. They were all just main characters and main actors and actresses. I wouldn't, they were all supporting each other in such a great way. They all bounced off each other. The jokes always felt natural. The relationship issues always felt natural. The the arguments and the normal banter was hilarious. Like it was always great, you know. And I just I don't know if you're ever going to get that out of a TV show. Yeah, I I would say that every character did have their episodes to shine. Uh, you saw it with Colin uh, in, in the middle of this season and his his coming out to the team and everything. I thought was uh, just like a great storyline and really just solidified the bond between the team. And then you had other characters. Jamie Tart, I think, had the biggest and like most redemptive character arc I've seen in such a long time, where he started as this massive prick at the beginning of the show, unredeemable reality TV star, to being best friends with a dude he hated 
And then you have Nate. I love Nate's storyline this year, and I was almost crying when. Yeah, when he and Ted finally talked it out at the end uh, of this series, and him apologizing, coming back to Richmond, he really grew up before our eyes in this show from the the kit man who nobody talked about to a head coach of a rival team to being happy with his girlfriend and being in a place that he really wanted to be. I loved his character arc this season. You, you see, that's something I did want to talk about. That is the one thing I kind of had issue with because at times to me, it felt like Nate's character had like just made this sudden change that made no freaking sense. Right. Mm-hmm. While at the same time, he was still the guy who was too afraid to ask a hostess on a date. Um, so, like, it was, for me, like, at one point, it was dragging on a little long. Once we got to the point where he had quit being with um, West Ham, that that felt like Nate, you know. But for the first half of the season or so, to me, it felt like we had lost Nate completely and he had no idea who he was. And maybe that was the point. So, like, it just felt to me like there was such a sudden character shift in him, you know. Um but at the same time, I do agree. Once we got to the point where he quit the team, that felt like the Nate we knew. Yeah, Everything and- leading up to him felt like a completely different character that I wasn't a huge fan of. It was very Darth Vader-esque is how they kind of did this story where Rupert is Palpatine and Nate is Darth Vader conflicted. And Ted, I guess, would be Luke Skywalker in this analogy. But it's just another kind of full circle moment um, some other relationships that kind of wrap up here. You have uh, Jamie and Roy going to Keeley's house and saying, hey, who are you going to pick? And she picks nobody. And I kind of like that ending as well, because that would be a crazy ass thing to see is uh, your two ex-boyfriends coming to your door. It's like, hey, which one do you pick? Like, this is not friends, the show friends. This is a real life scenario. So uh, that was an ending. Uh, Rebecca also got her happy ending where she meets up with the guy that she met in Amsterdam and uh, his daughter. And it seems like she's going to have a happy ending. Coach Beard gets married. Ted goes back to Kansas City where he's coaching his son now. And he tells him, you missed that goal? Well, be a goldfish. Just forget about it and move on. And I love that. I thought it was perfect i really loved where all of these characters ended up it was as happy of an ending as i've seen in a while and a well-warranted happy ending i would say and and let's just talk about like in today's society of just television in general where we get some shows that go on way too damn long some that get cut too damn short some that get approved that should not be approved. And with this one, I have to agree. Like, after three seasons, every character is at a place that you could not have imagined being at just three seasons ago. We're kind of and, doing, we're kind of doing like the British TV thing here in America now, where British TV doesn't go long, go on for longer than two or three seasons. And, uh, Ted Lasso was three, Succession was four, Barry was four. So I think we're getting smart enough to the point where 
we we're we don't want to be the walking dead anymore we don't want to beat this into the ground like we want to have a legacy that is not hey this show went on way too long and all of our original viewers just dropped off so i do like that i don't think this is the end of this ted lasso universe though because there are potential sequel and spin-off opportunities everywhere. Roy Kent coaching AFC Richmond. There was Keeley pitching the women's AFC Richmond chapter. So there are things that you can definitely do. I mean, hell, Sam has a hell of a story. Um, Sam's storyline, I felt like I really enjoyed and loved and appreciated um, throughout this season, especially. Um, like you said, Jamie... This thing could go on. I just I don't see Brett Goldstein doing it much. I mean, he's going to be a decent sized part of the Marvel universe coming soon. You know, we'll um, <laughs> they do those post credit scenes like we haven't seen Harry Styles back ever again, but we will see. Yeah, but I don't know. I think my TV just changed. That sucks. Awkward moment for the podcast, but you know, most of the people listening are on podcasts, right? They are on YouTube, so. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Damn. John Wick chapter four, right? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, let's talk about the legacy the show leaves behind. I want to, I want to rank it on the box office QB scale. I think I know where we're going, but I'm going to check with you first. It's a fame of all. Ooh, that's a it's new a one. It's a hall of fame. It's a hall of fame show. Like I said, this show, and like you said, and I think, um, like if that's if there's one thing anybody gets from watching this is just understand that like everybody has their issues and we all under like we like we all have our own so like we all have our different sets and whenever two different people can say that like they both felt related to how characters felt and experienced things in this show over a span of three seasons this show helped me through a lot of things it was a thing it was a always a great thing to get away from because it helps you laugh and think instead of just being that depressive thinking mode. It's my probably second, third favorite show ever. If not top one, number one, it's Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's fantastic. And from where it originated from, from a skit on NBC sports to, to what it is now, to how deep this show is, that is a testament to Jason Sudeikis who became the showrunner in on this last season and taking the episode runtime from 30 minutes to an hour and all the decisions made were perfect. And if this is the end, I'm happy that it, that it ended on such a high note. If it's not, I will continue to love this universe for as long as possible. It is a hall of fame show for me. I cannot recommend it enough. Is there anything else though, Gerald, you want to say before we get out of here? Um, we are sorry that you all are actually going to have to subscribe to Apple TV for this. We are it's worth it, but like the $5 in a month, like you could, you could pay the $5 a month for maybe two months and get it done. Like oh, I mean, they got good stuff in there. Shrinking is good. And then you have, uh, uh what's the other, the, um, Adam Severance. Scott. Severance. Severance, yeah. Severance, Severance is good, and also the morning show was good too. 
They have a few good ones on there, so definitely check them out. But Ted Lasso is the one you need to get on immediately. Hall of Fame for both of us. Hall of Fame. (laughs) Uh, Check out Apple TV. Check out the rest of our episodes on this channel. I am Jeff. That is Gerald. This is another edition of Box Office Quarterbacks. We will talk to you guys very soon for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. See you guys later. If you spoil it for me, I'll kill you. Go Nuggets. Go Nuggets.